Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to episode four of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am thrilled to tell you that my friend Carrie is back with us. Hey Carrie. Hello, yippee. (laughs) So Carrie came back on the podcast again. I have a feeling this is going to become more of a regular occurrence um, because we just have so much great stuff to talk about that we want to share with you guys. So Mm -hmm. thank you again, Carrie, for coming back. You're welcome. We thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about pin trading in this one because you really are well, you are the collector, so you collect lots of different things. Um, but you're also the person who, you know, that I know well that that does sort of pin trading in the parks, and you really do have a, a love for the Disney pins. So we thought maybe we could go over kind of how you got started in the pin trading world. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I definitely do collect pins. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you're a little bit of a collector with the in the pin world. So, how did you get started pin trading? Like, it, it's you only trade Disney pins, right? Correct. Yeah, we we trade Disney pins. So the Disney pins are sold in the parks and on the cruise ships. Um, so you kind of start with on your Disney trip. You see these shiny metal pins and you want to take a couple home for a souvenir so that's how it started with me so, so i think like, it was this was a souvenir and i want to have one yeah like i i know exactly my first pins it was um like my first trip as an adult when i like the trip that sparked me going over and over and over again as i as i am now going <laughs> all the time to disney parks um i bought a hoop to do review pin and a Portaline's french quarter pin now Those were you staying in french quarter and yep and you had been to the hoop de doo Yep, yep. Saw the hoop de doo the first night we got there and thought it was awesome. And we stayed at French Quarter. So those are my first two pins. And then the next time we went back, which wasn't that long after, um, we bought more pins. And then probably by the trip after that, we were pin trading. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of how it evolves. Like you start pin trading in the parks and... Um, and it's a heck of a lot of fun. Like you have a different purpose in the parks. And when you're at the resorts, you're talking to cast members and, and you're trading your pins with them. And then I, I think it evolves. If you get serious about it, then you start to build um, a Disney pin trading community. Like I have all kinds of friends that are I've only made due to my pin trading. Um, and some of them have turned into really good, really good friends. So it's so quite kind the of friendship builder. Path, I think. Yeah, right. for sure. Like people and people will meet people online, like they'll trade online. Um, like you'll trade in the parks at first, right? Because that's what it's all about. Like they want you to buy the pins and and collect the pins and trade them to get what you want. Um, but then you start to trade with other people. So you might not trade with other people in the parks necessarily, but when you go home, you'll go online and you can trade on Facebook and you can trade on Instagram and people buy pins on eBay and they buy pins on Instagram. So you start to want more and more when you're not there and you start to buy and, and collect that but, way too. And so you build friendships doing that. Um, but when then, I think about like pin trading, like why this one's always stumped. Why don't you just buy the pins you want? Like, why do you have to trade? 
because I think it's the it's the it's the fun part of of meeting people and chatting <laughs> and getting what you want. You can't buy everything. So in the parks, you would trade with the cast members, and there's these special pins that are released by Disney called Hidden Mickey pins that you that you can't buy. You can only get them from cast members. So so back in the oh. early days, you would want to trade because you'd be trying to get some of these. Oh, Hidden I Mickey didn't know you couldn't buy those. No. So you would want those from the cast members. So in the parks, you would, you would trade. And it was fun because you would be on the hunt for whatever you were looking for, or even just looking for something that was cool, you know, you know, better than what, what, what you had. So, um, and then so the cast members will trade with you. Like you can walk up to a cast member in the park who's wearing the little lanyard around their neck yep, yep. and trade with them for the, the pins that they have on. Yes. Yeah. And then some of the stores have like cork boards, right? Like where, oh, like yeah. where you could go in and trade with the, the cast members. Maybe they're not wearing them, but they have them sort of behind the register or something. Yes, they have fun boards. Sometimes they have, they have boards that are themed and cut in different shapes. Sometimes they have stuffed animals that are wearing lanyards. So, so over the years, it's kind of evolved and they've made it a little bit more that way for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I think when you get... When you get in so deep, though, you you're gonna want things that you're gonna want things that are that are long sold out, you know, something that was limited edition that came out a number of years ago. So people right. will will be looking for those, and then they will trade to try to get some of the things that they can't buy anymore. So, so these are people like you have like a collection. So like you're not buying all of the Disney pins. You maybe have like one the one or two big themes that you like collect cat pins or Muppet pins right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm throwing those out because I know you do, but mm -hmm. like people will just have sort of themes and collections that they're trying to build. And then they're looking for the missing pieces to those collections. Exactly. Like somebody, somebody would be collecting Goofy or Chippendale or a certain, any type of character. And like often if, if you're some people want to collect, try to collect all of them. So like, they're just always on the hunt for a, uh, goofy pin or a whatever pin that they that they've to fill their set or to complete like to try to get as many of that of that character as they possibly can get right. some people collect uh like party pins or resort pins or, yeah, or sports amazed. pins or um i have a friend that likes to collect uh characters when they have cameras taking pictures um, oh you're kidding so, so just so, yeah just you can find any type of little theme like i collect um pins that have flamingos on them so if there's ever a pin with a flamingo on it i i want that pin so you know people collect some different things right like there's so many weird little themes or or ideas around what you could what you could collect so people kind of decide like there's some people that just when you say well what do you collect they say you know everything that's shiny but i would say for the most part people know like exactly what theme they're going for when they're looking for something right and i mean i guess i did try um i did buy some pins and i i've told you before like i try to i don't want to get into pin trading because then it's just something else for me to buy and spend my money on um but i do have like a very small collection of oswald pins because i love oswald um but yeah i could totally see how you then you start looking for what's the next cool one that i don't have that maybe somebody else has and i've seen you know, I've been in the in the parks with my sister who does a little bit of pin trading and we've seen like an Oswald pin or something. And then I'm like, you know, Becky, get out one of your, your traders and get me that pin or whatever it is. So I totally, I totally get that. And they do trading on the ship, like on the cruise ships too, right? 
Yep, yeah, you can trade there as well. They have a uh, they have a pin trading night, like an officer's pin trading night, and the officers um, go to a certain spot on the ship, and they all have lanyards on, and and the guests are kind of hovering around with their traders, and and they chat with the the captains and the staff, and they and they trade. <laughs> they also awesome. have trading in the they have trading books um, in the stores as well, just like they would at the parks. And then, you, like, because you, they have, like, starter kits and stuff like that that you can buy that's maybe, like, one theme, like a frozen starter kit, and it has a lanyard and, you know, six or seven frozen pins or something like that. Yeah, and they're meant for people to buy, and that's the pins that you would trade in the park, so. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so, there are fake ones out there, though, right? Like, there are some pins that you don't want to be, like, you want to be mindful of when you're trading online because they may not be like the real Disney pins. Is that right? Like- well, there's there, they have some pins out there that are, there's a few things. There's, there are companies that when Disney makes a pin, they would make so many of them. And then I think they're supposed to destroy the mold. And if they don't destroy the mold. They'll make more. And then oh. they sell them to someone that sells them to somebody that we buy them from, or, or I don't know exactly how it works. Oh. And then there are pins that are, made from the molds or they remake the molds or whatever and then they do them very low quality so the other ones that i'm talking about may look just like the pins that you buy at disney right but then the other ones we call them like scrappers they um i've seen you examining pins they can look pretty crappy like and they're some often they're very obvious because the colors are really off and um and sometimes they look like they've been run over by a truck and you're like, wow, this is not a good <laughs> yeah, looking like, piece. And there's all kinds, like people say like how they're printed on the back and like little nubs on the back or whatever, how, how you can tell if they're a scrapper or not. Like you well, find a lot of them like, in the parks, like you'll find them on the lanyards because what happens is they, when you go on eBay and you see that someone's selling like, you know, 50 pins for $20 or, you know, something like that, a deal that's too good to be true. Those are often, um, these types of pins. So what happens is people like this, the pin traders like me, I, I usually go to the outlets and I'll try to get them when they're discounted. And that's what I'll, that's what I'll trade. But, um, people that don't know it as much, or, you know, they're just new getting started or they're going with their family for their second or third or fourth trip. And they, their kids really enjoyed pin trading. They'll buy these pins on ebay and then they'll bring them to the parks and kind right. of flood the lanyards with them so i don't pin trade as much in the parks i haven't pin traded with the cast members in a long time i keep my eye to see if i see anything but yeah. um but yeah i don't want to trade my pin no. that i know is legitimate even though i might have bought it for a dollar at the outlet i don't want it i don't want to trade it for something that's crappy so i don't really trade on the lanyards for fun anymore like i'll trade if i see something that i like but before I used to just go in and trade for fun because it was so much fun, like talking to the cast members and trading, but I don't do it as, as much anymore. So I trade and, with people at, at pins and things like that, but. Right. And, and we have like pin meets and well, like the meetups here in, in Ontario, we have meetups a few times a year. There's some that are arranged where you can go and sort of pin trade with other people from the area. So you don't have to be in the parks to do this. Like, or online, like you get to do it in person in Ontario. Right. And I, I was never really an online pin trader. I was more of an in-person pin trader. So yeah, for the last, I don't know, a couple of years, we've had this group where it started off um, with just a few people and it's grown into sometimes being over 120 people. Uh, they're just 
mostly pin traders, but some, some of them are just Disney fans and we get together, uh, we find a venue that's, that's free or very low rent and we uh, hang out there all day long and pin trade and talk and talk Disney. So I've made so many Disney friends, like so many good Disney friends in my Disney community through these meets alone. So, Oh yeah. And I come to the, the meets too, and I don't pin trade, but it's fun to go and see. I low, I have bought pins at the, at the event. Um, <laughs> Cause remember I got my five legged goat there. Um, the pin of the five legged goat from the contemporary. Yep. Um, I was so excited when I found that. Pin. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I come to these meets too. And even though I'm not pin trading, I'm getting to talk to the other people. And you just, you get to know so many people who have the same sort of addiction as you do, but in the same, you know, we're all kind of local to each other, which is fun to do outside of Disney, right? And this group, it started off as a small group of pin traders, but it's evolved just to be like Disney fans. And, and a lot of the people there are definitely pin traders, but like people bring their family, they bring their friends. Like I bring my, my family, my family's met a lot of the people and have become friends with, they're not pin traders, but they've become friends with the people that go to the yeah these Disney meets, like exactly like you had said. So, so Carrie, there are pin events that, um, like Disney hosts, right? Like in Walt Disney world, they have pin events that you can go to. Like, I think you're going to one in Epcot, right? Yes, they have every year they have an Epcot um, annual pin festival or event. Uh, it's themed to a different theme every year. So this year the theme is fairy tales. So it's all of the Disney pets. How excited awesome Because there's that. finally after all these years, <laughs> I, ch- I was counting my lanyards because I collect them, that this was this is my ninth time going to the event. And the first time the theme has been right up my alley. Like, so, yes. So exciting. You're going to be like over the top about this, right? Because there's going to be cats. Cat pins and yeah, cool pins. Oh, oh yes. cool. So it's in Epcot, but so you it's in Epcot, have yep. a park ticket, right? Yeah, you need to have a park ticket and you actually have to register for the event in advance. So they tell us the day that the registration is opening and we get online and we register for the event. This year, the event sold out. Wow. Less than an hour. So people could not, people could not get tickets. Seriously. So people who wanted to go to this event could not get in. Yes, correct. So uh, we, we find out the registration date. We register for the event. It's a two day event. So we pay for that. And then they release a catalog of all kinds of pins that are themed to the event. So There'll be single pins, there'll be pins in boxes, there'll be pins that are framed, there'll be mystery box pins that are very popular every year. So we have this catalog and then by a certain date we have to um, submit which pins we would like and then they do a random selection process to determine who gets which pins. So you already know before you arrive which pins Yes, it, I already like know which pins sort of one. Yep, and which and I've paid for them already. So the pins have will be waiting for me when I register. They'll review all of my pins and my purchases. I'll get to look at them and, and then I take them in their mind. So, so you've already kind of paid one, for them though. Yeah, I've paid for them. That's, that's one part of the event. So it's the pin catalog and then, and then this random selection process to get which pins you like. So some of the pins are popular. They'll be low, low edition, right? So maybe they're limited edition, 100 or 250 pins, but there's say 1,200 people that go to the event. So right. 1,200 people can put that pin on their list that it's the top choice they want. But if there's only 250 pins, then only 250 people get the pin. So that's where the random part comes in. 
Right. Uh, because that's sh- pretty much the most fair way to do it, right? Yes. But then so, I think like everybody sort of puts on ones maybe that they don't necessarily want in hopes that if they don't get the one they want, then they can trade that for some, like for someone else. Right. I sup- I think, I suppose so. They, they, people will try to put on pins that they, extra pins that they think will be very popular. Right. Like oh, they have tell- bargaining power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for like, instance, these are like real currency, right? Like people are in there with like, I've got, you know, two of these really fancy dancy pins and that buys me some extra currency to trade for something that you've got that I think is super valuable. Right. And well, and you figure that if you, if it's a popular pin, whether you like it or not for your own collections, if it's, if it's a low edition, there's a chance that somebody else will want it. So yeah, you'd be able to, to trade it. So but, there's a couple of pins this year that are very popular. Like there's a, a pin that's sort of like a cluster of the characters and it's the uh, Aristocat family Ooh. and like I've been we have like a Facebook group for the pin event like people were looking for that one and it was a low edition and and um and people wanted like right. I got it on my RSP so I am gonna I have one I own one but I tried to get a second one because I have so many pin friends that love they wanted it the cats too I thought <laughs> well if I could get one I could I could sell one to one of my 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 pin friends that I know would love it and I couldn't get my paws on it so it was very popular if you sell it to your friends you're selling it for the price you paid you're not making any anything extra on these when you sell it to your friends no no I didn't get one (laughs) 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 no but I've met I've met people at like you know there was a pop-up shop once um, at the contemporary and I just happened to be there at the same time and I was in line to get into this shop which I thought was crazy in the first place and I was behind this woman who was buying all of these pins to sell online and this is like her full-time career where she does this kind of stuff and it's awful um, in my opinion to do that kind of stuff so I just wanted to be clear that if you're getting them for your friends it's because you're trying to help your friend out yeah usually off. like I I don't ever get extras to sell to strangers or whatever I would just pick up stuff for my friends and that's my my close Disney friends like I, yes. I don't you know if you say you're going to Disney like strangers on on Facebook will ask you to pick up pins for them like I usually oh, yeah. only pick them up for friends but really the price of a pin plus the exchange rate you know, when, when she switch it over to Canadian dollars, like sometimes people, you know, when you buy extras and then you find out that you, you know, you want $45 for the pin, but it costs $24 plus tax plus exchange rate. Sometimes people aren't too keen on, on <laughs> buying them. So I don't go there. I just, I just buy for my friends when I know that they've asked me to, to get something. Right. And these are so. pretty, like these, the pins that you're getting at the pin event, like they're big like they're big honking pins. Like they're not like the the little tiny ones that you see on the racks at the park. Well, no, some of them they're regular size pins usually, like one and a half by one and a half. Like that's sort of the average size of a regular pin, I would think. But they have some jumbos, and they'll have like they should be they should be a good quality pin. Like they should be well made when you're at the events, and right. you know shiny, and they often have glittery things, or they'll have layers. Of, on them like they do use different techniques to to make the pins like they're you know they're they're usually more than just a a pin that you would get off of the off of off the thing right mm-hmm. now when you're at these pin events so it's it's in that building between Canada and the UK yeah. right um yep. so they have gained like this is the part I don't get so you show up there you've paid a registration fee Yes. You paid to get into Epcot, and then you get into this building and you stand in line all day to play games. 
Is that right? right? So, so the registration and the, and the catalog and buying the pins is sort of like one part of it. And then, the, but that's then, the part before you even get there. That's, that's the part before you get there. And then for the actual event, they have, um, pin trading games, like pin trading boards and, and other games that, um, when we check in and we check our pins and we pick up our purchases, they give us a credential, like a lanyard with our credentials on it. And on the credentials, there's tabs that we hand in for these games. So we do, we do stand in line and, <laughs> and play game, play games. So, um, just, it seems so like, so I, I guess I can't picture you guys like all standing around playing games. Like, well, we stand in, so what, so play. they'll have, they'll have maybe like eight or 10 games, like all lined up because the, this event usually has about 1200 people. So there's a humongous pin trading room in the back so people can sit down and pin trade. And then people are spending the day like using their tabs to play these, to play these games. But so you get, like, you're not unlimited times at these games. Like you have tabs that you got for registering yes. or whatever. Yes. And you have then, so many tabs per day. Oh my gosh. And you then you go use. and play these games in hopes that you're going to win like a bag of pins. Well, it's not, no, you're not winning. You're, you're not going to win a bag of pins, but you're going to, you're going to get to trade. So what happens is you say the game is where they have a humongous <laughs> pin trading board. So okay. the pin trading board is humongous it's like as tall as me it's a it's the biggest cork board you could possibly buy and it's covered in pins and it'll have annual or artist proof pins it'll have limited edition pins it'll have older pins it'll have pins that are brand spanking new that you've never seen before and you go up to the board you hand the cast member two of your pins and then you have one minute to pull two bins off pins off this humongous board so it's a it's got hundreds and hundreds of pins on it and you have to like play I spy on like this tall board which like if depending on the way that it's standing like it's really tall like I could probably barely touch the top of the board um you have to like scan it and look at it and try to figure which two pins you like so if the board has been recently refreshed and it's jam-packed full of awesome stuff you have a hard time picking which ones you want to pick because you're like oh my goodness everything on here looks really good if the board's been played at over and over and over again and they haven't refreshed it yet there's a whole lot of pins on there that people like when you hand them your two pins once you've picked the pins off the board that you're keeping they put your pins back on the board so, so the board will be full pins. of things that look familiar so because then, you would have been trading with those people before anyway right like well it's just things like people that put you put things on the board that are probably not so valuable you'll put really old pins you'll put hidden mickey pins you'll put things on the board that are really not worth anything to you so the board if it's been picked through you're just looking at all this familiar looking stuff and you kind of really have to focus to try to see is there anything still good on this board that that i want to pick so um have you got any good finds on the board i've got great stuff off the boards it's awesome it is it is it's awesome i've i've got some of my most favorite pins like um, not too long after the Disneyland, the last Disneyland anniversary, they had so many awesome Disneyland pins on the boards. And after that event, I started a small Disneyland uh, pin collection. Collection. <laughs> <laughs> so many awesome things. But the one thing with this, so with this event, they have those games that we play. But also, um, you they have entertainment usually they have characters they send us on little scavenger hunts they do um they'll randomly pick people to play certain games so like they'll do games on the stage where they'll do disney trivia or they'll do like a tic-tac-toe type game and if you win one of those games you get a whole bag full of awesome stuff and even if you just participate in your runner-up they give you a pretty decent 
prize. Oh, that's fun. There's all kinds of stuff. They give us welcome gifts. They give us a goodbye gift. They give us a gift for um, participating in the scavenger hunt that they have. So it's really cool. Um, and then one of the best parts about the event is when you're standing in those lines, because we do stand in the line for, you know, up to an hour <laughs> to trade, to, to get to use our tickets to pin trade on these boards. Um, you talk to people in line. So over the years, we see people that we've seen year after year after year. And, and you do some of the best pin trading in that line. So right. you know, we don't like, we don't bring loads and loads and of traders to trade. Like we might bring a binder of things um, to trade uh, because some people bring like suitcases full of pins. To trade. Um, right. We bring a few, but then we trade in the lines like, cause we're talking to people or we'll be, you know, at, talking to people about what they collect. And then we're down the line like 15 minutes and we realize the person beside us has what that person we were just talking to has on that person has it on their lanyard and we we kind of say oh you should go see this person like we talk we do that in line like we'll we'll know what people collect and then we might see somebody with that later on and we'll be like oh we know somebody that was looking for that so like in the lines it's fun because we, like you're making friendships in those yes. lines and we we make friends and we see a lot of people that we see every single year so we kind of just kind of check in like you kind of nod like you know you sort you know each other because you've been hanging out in pin trading lines for the last nine <laughs> events. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's probably one of the best parts of it too. Like just chatting with people online and finding Yeah. It sounds like the camaraderie and, and getting to, to see like the same people and you, you really have built friendships out of this and yeah, for sure. It's, it sounds like quite the event. Um, it sounds like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'd want to stand in line to play the games, um yeah. but I don't think most people like do fun. like I think it's I think generally it's not it's it's not many's cup of tea for sure but I think <laughs> if you're a collector and yeah. you love the pins then like well it's a event that has 1200 people and it sold out within an hour so yeah, there's definitely like people enough people it. that that want to do it so for um, sure but yeah, a lot of people don't yeah if you don't really care for them there's there's it would be probably torture to to spend the day now, where are you staying when you go this time? Uh, we're just staying at Pop Century this time. We're going for four nights because it is so hot in August. So. Oh, yes. Yes. August is like walking on the surface of the sun. It's so hot. Yes. And we're, in, we're like in the event most of the time we're there anyways, and it's nice and air conditioned, but never fails the last day of the event. So the event goes uh, Thursday's registration, and then Friday and Saturday are the actual pin event days and that Saturday we always leave and there's like a monsoon, <laughs> a monsoon <laughs> happening outside like usually during the day we're in there pin trading we can hear the rain coming like we can hear the three o'clock rain yeah it never fails that last day we there's it's yeah really bad we <laughs> like you know well it sounds like a lot of fun I can't wait to hear when you come back um what kind of pins you got and if they're complimentary to your collection or if you started a new collection <laughs> while you were there. But I, I, I it's exciting to hear about the tails, like the, the pets, those, um, I'll bet you those are going to be awesome. What a great yeah. theme. Like they're really doing a lot with pets these days. Yeah. Maybe it's just the year of the Disney pet, I suppose. Maybe they do maybe. like what they did a couple of years back, they did a villains event and oh. it was like from all the years that I've ever went to this event that was the only other year where it sold out pretty much immediately like people right. were going cuckoo for the villains event so well, i don't know i think villains and pets have equal equal popularity in my in my opinion right 
Well, it's going to be fun. Thank you for explaining the whole pin trading to us. I tried. I don't know if I did that great a job, but... Well, you know that I, I mean, I hang out with you in the parks and I, I see all of this stuff, but it really, most of the time it goes over my head and I just, I think it's one of those things that I kind of want to avoid because I don't really want to get into it because I don't want to get addicted to it. But at the same time, like some of them are really pretty and yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And I think it's like an added thing to do when you visit the Disney parks, um, or even on the cruise line, like just, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it just adds that extra. And I think once you've been to the parks a few times, and like with families, right, like they, they might not pin trade the first trip or the second trip, but then, you know, if they start to go regularly once a year, then they get into the pin trading. I I always tell people about pin trading, especially when they have families. Sometimes I tell them, you know, I'm sorry in advance, just, (laughs) just in case their kids go a little crazy with it. But but yeah, it's, yeah. A fun, it's such a fun thing. And I think for little kids too, um, you know, it gets them talking, engaging with the, the cast members. And yeah, it's you a know, good even social if they're shy, activity. Yeah, yeah. And even if they're a shy kid, like the cast members do such a good job, like talking to them and, and, you know, explaining things to them and getting them excited about it. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's like a win. It's a win-win with, with a little, little one to, to, um, to give That's it a try. So. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Well, thank you again, Carrie. And before we close off um, every podcast, we're going to talk about sharing something that brought you pixie dust this week. So something that made your life a little bit better, made you smile, made you happy. Um, so as my guest, why don't you share uh, something that brought a little pixie dust into your week? My thing this time is the McDonald's app. <laughs> Like McDonald's, like Golden Arches McDonald's? Golden Arches McDonald's app. <laughs> no, I don't, like, I don't go to McDonald's very often, but I do love, like, I love their coffee. And I will go sometimes on the weekend for brekkie. So I think I was in there uh, one day having breakfast on the weekend, and I saw that they had, like, the app. So I was, like, fiddling around with the app, and it said on the app that, um, I should say the McDonald's coffee's, I don't know if it's like this in the U.S., but in Canada, the McDonald's coffees, every time you buy a coffee, there's a sticker on the side of the coffee. And then you have a little card and you fill in the card. And after your eighth coffee, you get, a, you get to trade it in for a free coffee. So I was having brekkie and I was playing around on the app, seeing what it was all about. And I saw that when you got a coffee through the app, when you ordered through the app, you got a virtual sticker. So I was intrigued. I was like, wait a minute. So if I order on the app, I get a virtual sticker. I wonder if the cup they give me is going to have a sticker or if it's going to like, do they have special cups? So for, you do a mobile order they purposes, non, do they give you a non-sticker cup? Anyway, right. No, you get both. So you can kind of double dip Ooh. on the stickers. So you get your virtual sticker and then you get your sticker sticker. So, <laughs> so, so you get the two I, stickers. You get two stickers. So um, anyway, so I've been using the app a lot to uh, get coffee in the morning and often um, their bagels are delicious. Um, and the app also has all kinds of coupons. So if you do go there to eat, it, like I said, if I go for my breakfast on Saturday I look on the app and if you spend $10 you get $2 off or something that if you spend $15 you make it $3 off so they're really doing all kinds of fun coupons in there to to use the app Um, definitely like they might have you get I don't know a pastry for a certain amount of money like they have all these little coupons that pop up to I guess entice that's fun yeah so I was drawn in just fiddling around when I was you know sitting in the restaurant and then I've kind of become now a McDonald's app. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't even realize they had an app. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can order your coffee uh, in your driveway. And then when you get to, to the McDonald's that you're going to go to, and then when you get to the McDonald's, like your, um, what is it called? Your GPS on your phone, your locator, yeah. knows that you, if you have it turned on, it knows that you're at the McDonald's and your app will say, hey, you're here. <laughs> and then it says, do you want to come inside? Do you want to go through the drive through or do you want to go to the parking space? So if you go to the drive through you just say, I'm order number 15. And then they, wow, you go, they give you your order. When you get to the right window, you can pull into a parking spot and they walk the, the order out to you, or you can go into the restaurant and you can either just go up to the, to the um, counter and wait for them to call your order. Or if you go to a table and put the table number in the app, they'll bring the food right to your table. Now that is so. convenient. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Convenient. So um, I got lured in by the double stickers, and but then I've been <laughs> I've been using it the app quite quite a bit, and, and maybe have been to McDonald's more times than usual because those coupons call me. That's in. a great marketing strategy too. Yeah, they did a great job with that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? So mine is sort of along the same lines of convenience. So we have um, our grocery store chain here. We have Loblaws, and I'm sure lots of grocery stores do it but um, they have this thing called click and collect and I am like totally addicted. I've got to tell you that I probably have not been inside of a grocery store in months because of this, this service that they offer. So you go onto the website, onto the Loblaws website, you sign in and once you've done a couple of shops there, it, it starts to cultivate all of your recent purchases and figures out what your, your favorites are. So you have like sort of a, a shop of your own um and so when i sign in all my favorites are already there and i can just click 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 and you go through and you select everything you need you you tell them whether you're willing to accept a substitute if it's out of stock um like all the produce like when you get apples oranges like they're not they're not bruised they're really well picked they're the expiry dates on the milk are long um so you do your order online you pay with your credit card online and you pick a time slot for when you want to pick it up so I pick, you know, five to seven after work. I drive straight there. I call them from the parking lot um, and I'm in one of the click and collect spots. They bring it out. They put it in my trunk and I drive away. Hmm. So my grocery shopping takes like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's fantastic. So it's kind of along the lines of the McDonald's thing. Like it's like my, I know some people enjoy grocery shopping, but if I could avoid being inside a store, I will. It, it just, it's shopping which is funny because at Disney, I don't mind being, I need to be in the stores. I need to look at everything and see it and pick it up. But when I'm at home, like everyday life, I don't like being in stores. So this worked out really well for me. Thank you again, Carrie, so much for sharing with us, pin trading one-on-one. And I really hope that you have a fantastic time at the pin event coming Thank up. You. So, so excited. It's awesome. And I can't wait to hear all about it. And I hope you come back and do another podcast with us soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am so grateful for the time that you shared with me today. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews are really important in the podcast world. If you want to interact between podcast episodes, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as Pixie Dust Fan, and you can always find my blogs and show notes on pixiedustfan.com. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>